You're listening to the American Girl Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Maggie Lawson, the narrator of 10-Minute Mysteries. This season's story is based on one of our favorite American Girl mystery books, The Light in the Cellar, a Molly mystery by Sarah Bucky. You're listening to a special version of 10-Minute Mysteries. Stay tuned after the episode for engaging and exciting discussion questions that you can answer together as a family. Episode 8, A Prime Suspect. Molly tiptoed down the stairs at Oak Knoll Hospital, making sure that Mr. Pritchard, the director, didn't see her following him. If Mr. Pritchard is the thief, I've got to do everything I can to stop him. Gathering her courage, Molly pushed through the swinging doors into the kitchen. In the dimly lit room, starched white aprons and a chef's jacket hung neatly on pegs by the door. The counters were spotless. Molly breathed a sigh of relief. There's nothing to be scared of, Molly thought. Then, Molly heard footsteps coming down the hall. The pantry door was open, so she ducked inside. Molly pressed herself against the shelves and listened as someone entered the kitchen. She held her breath as footsteps approached the pantry, worrying, what if it's Mr. Pritchard and he finds me here? Suddenly, the pantry door closed tight, and Molly heard a key turn the lock. Now, the pantry was pitch black. Molly forced herself to wait until the footsteps went away. Then she reached for the doorknob, but it wouldn't open. She pushed and jiggled it, her hands damp with sweat. I'm locked in, she realized, trying not to panic. Molly, is that you? Yes, I'm in here. Let me out. I can't open it. It's locked. There must be a key around somewhere, said Molly. I don't see one. Molly's heart fell. Then, she remembered watching the chef lock the sugar inside the pantry. Check the pockets of the chef's jacket. It's hanging by the door. I found a ring of keys. I don't know which one will fit. You'll just have to try them all. Hurry! After a few tries, the door swung open, and Molly stepped out of the pantry, feeling as if she'd been released from jail. Let's get out of here, said Molly. Emily locked the pantry and slipped the ring back into the chef's jacket and the girls ran out of the kitchen. Whew, thanks for rescuing me. I was so scared Mr. Pritchard would find me locked in there, said Molly, as the girls climbed the stairs. At the landing, Molly cautiously opened the door to the hospital lobby and found herself facing a dark business suit. What are you girls doing here at this time of night? Mr. Pritchard demanded. You said I could come back during visiting hours to see my aunt. Molly's mother brought us said Emily, sounding surprisingly calm. Mr. Pritchard frowned, and Molly looked down at the floor, wondering if he knew she'd been in the kitchen spying on him. Then she noticed his shoes. On the shiny black leather was a dusting of white powder. Visiting children must be accompanied by an adult. Molly, Emily! Before Mr. Pritchard could finish scolding, Mrs. McIntyre called from the hospital's entryway. Are you ready to go, girls? Yes! Molly cried with a surge of relief. She and Emily darted around Mr. Pritchard and hurried out the door with Molly's mother. Her car was parked right in front of the hospital and was filled with the tempting smell of fresh-baked cookies. Mmm, these sure smell good, said Molly. Did you get all of these cookies from your friend? Emily asked. Yes, said Mrs. McIntyre. I just hope we'll have enough for the soldiers' canteen this weekend. We will if I can find the missing sugar in time, thought Molly. She urgently wanted to talk to Emily about what she'd seen at the hospital. 
But it wasn't until they were back home and upstairs in Molly's bedroom that the girls could speak freely. Did you see that white powder on Mr. Pritchard's shoes? Asked Molly, sitting cross-legged on her bed. Emily nodded. You have some powder on the back of your sweater, too. I do? Molly took off her navy blue sweater and examined it. It looks like flour. It's probably from when I was in the pantry, which would mean that Mr. Pritchard was in the pantry tonight, too. I bet he's the thief! But you thought that Marta was the thief before, said Emily. Molly got up and threw her navy sweater into the laundry hamper, then flopped back down on the bed. Well, yes, and Marta is still a possibility, but Philip says she rides a bicycle to work. Mr. Pritchard drives a black truck, and he was in the kitchen tonight. I'm pretty sure he was the one who shut the pantry door and locked me in. Do you think he knew you were in there? Probably not, but still, why was he in the kitchen so late at night? He could have just been locking things up, said Emily, but he might have been stealing the sugar. Okay, let's look at the facts. Sugar is missing from both the Red Cross building and Oak Knoll Hospital. As the hospital director, Mr. Pritchard can go into both places. Don't you think that makes him a prime suspect? I suppose it does, said Emily. Another fact is that someone with a black truck went to Greystone Manor, and Mr. Pritchard drives a black truck. And we know that there are lots of bags and boxes in the cellar there. And a cellar would be a good place to keep stolen supplies because it's cold and there's lots of room. Plus, the thief would have to know that Mrs. Courier wasn't going to be home for a long time. And anyone who works at the hospital would know that. Especially Mr. Pritchard, since he's the director, Molly said decisively, feeling she had proved her point. Do you think we should tell the police about Greystone Manor? Emily asked. Perhaps they could open the cellar and look inside. Molly was pleased that Emily agreed with her suspicion of Mr. Pritchard, but the idea of involving the police made her hesitate. I don't know. I mean, what if we're wrong? What if the police open up the bags and boxes and they're just full of old clothes or something? Well, I suppose your mum might not be too pleased, said Emily. And Ricky would certainly have a good laugh at our expense. Right. On the other hand, if those men we heard in the cellar are the thieves, we have to stop them, said Molly. We'll never win the war if people can get away with stealing rationed food. I just wish we knew what was in those bags. I have an idea. Let's go back there. Emily's eyebrows shot up. To Greystone Manor? Yes, said Molly. Tomorrow's Saturday, so we could go during the daytime. We'll get a good look through the cellar windows and then decide whether to call the police. Molly was already imagining the newspaper headline. Molly McIntyre solves mystery of missing supplies. Won't dad be proud of me? She thought happily. The next morning, Molly and Emily ate breakfast quickly and then took the puppies, Bennett and Yank, for a walk. When they returned, Molly told her mother that she and Emily were going to ride their bikes. She didn't mention their plan to visit Greystone Manor, but Mrs. McIntyre shook her head. I'm sorry, Molly. I'm going to be working at the canteen all day, so I need you and Emily to stay here and take care of Brad. All day? asked Molly. Until five o'clock. Then Jill will be home from the hospital and she can take over. Where's Ricky? Can't he do it? Molly asked. He's at the plane spotter training today, her mother replied. I'll see you when I get home tonight. Goodbye. As Mrs. McIntyre left for the canteen 
and Jill and Ricky left for their volunteer work, Molly grumbled, Everyone else gets to help win the war, and I have to stay home and babysit. A little while later, Molly and Emily were playing catch in the front yard with Brad when Linda and Susan rode by on their bicycles. Hi, Molly. Hi, Emily, they called. We are going to the park. Do you want to come? We can't. We have to babysit my little brother, said Molly. But at five o'clock, Emily and I are going to investigate the cellar at Greystone Manor. Do you want to come with us? Susan and Emily looked at each other. Then Susan shook her head, but Linda nodded. Emily said, It can't be too dangerous with all four of us together. Okay, I guess so, said Susan. We'll meet you at the park, said Linda. We want to know what's in the cellar too. When Jill came home, Molly and Emily met Linda and Susan on their bikes. They rode past the park where Molly saw Ricky playing baseball with his friends and up Overlook Hill Road. The girls parked their bikes at the top and walked down the driveway, looking around to make sure nobody else was there. Looks like the coast is clear, said Molly. The sun was low, and the mansion loomed gray and foreboding in the shadow of the tall pine trees. Quietly, the girls crossed the lawn and gathered in front of the cellar window where they had seen the bags before. With dusk falling, it was hard to see through the smudged glass into the dark cellar. Molly crouched down to get a better look. Suddenly, a voice shouted, Hey, what do you think you're doing? Why is Mr. Pritchard acting so mysterious? Could he be the culprit? Listen to next week's episode to find out what happens to Molly as she and her friends investigate the cellar at Greystone Manor. Let's answer some discussion questions together. What clue makes Molly feel certain it was Mr. Pritchard who locked her in the kitchen pantry? Why does Molly think Mr. Pritchard is the prime suspect to have stolen the sugar? Who do you think is the thief? Why? Molly has many reasons for wanting to catch the sugar thief. Some are related to the war. What are they? Some of Molly's reasons for wanting to catch the thief have nothing to do with the war. What reasons are those? Thank you so much for listening to 10 Minute Mysteries. And parents, don't forget to write us a review wherever you are listening. It really helps us out. Parents can watch 10 Minute Mysteries with their family on YouTube, or your child can watch on YouTube Kids. Visit AmericanGirl.com and follow at AmericanGirlBrand on Instagram for more updates on your favorite dolls, books, and American Girl Podcast Network podcasts.